if, if you're writing, sometimes you just need to uh, step back a little bit and examine why you're doing it in the first place. And if you want to keep that passion going and if it really matters, and if it really matters that much to you. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello again to my lovely listener. Welcome back to the podcast. I um, have another guest for you today. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have sort of been focusing mostly on some guest episodes rather than the Free Flow Fridays because I have a bunch of guest episodes in the bank that I really want to share. So that's been the main focus for the past few weeks. And before diving into this particular episode, I wanted to just remind you of some of my offerings. So be sure to check out my free yoga classes on YouTube if you haven't had the chance already. Um, there's some really great uh, quick practices on there for you. And as I mentioned in um, my previous episodes over the last couple of weeks, really starting to get into um, more one-on-one lessons and uh, private group lessons. So going into corporate spaces and um, Um, offering yoga, mindful movement as team building. And I've really, really enjoyed that way of connecting with clients and being able to kind of offer that. So be sure to check all of that out. Everything is on my website, charlenedinger.com. All right. So getting into today's episode, my guest is Sarah Humphreys. She is a nationally published teenage author. She was uh, 17 at the time of this interview, and her first book called Stone Cold is a young adult fantasy romance novel, um, and she was published at 16 years old, so never too young to begin exploring this process. And um, we talk a lot about that process, the process of having to pitch to publishers when she was 15 years old, what the writing process was like, how she faced those challenges of writing and editing with positive self-talk. And she also leaves some words of wisdom and tips for anyone that is an aspiring writer. If you are a young writer, if you are an old writer, wherever you are on your journey, um, she's got some tips for you. So this is a really wonderful interview. I'm excited to share it with you. Let's go with Sarah. Humphreys. Today, I want to welcome Sarah Humphreys to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Sarah, I, you know, want to just start off by saying that you are officially the youngest guest I have ever had on the podcast. And I was really drawn to um, inviting you on because I think uh, I work with so many young dancers around your age and younger. And um, I think that what you have done as as a, a published author at your you published at 16. Are you still 16 now? 
No, I'm 17 and I'm actually going to okay. be in like a month. So. Oh, cool. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. A, a little bit older, still definitely the youngest that, that I've had on the podcast. So I'm really excited to chat with you about um, how you, you know, you've become this nationally published teenage author. Um but I want to start with the first question, which I always ask of my guests, and that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? Uh, well, it has been a very long week at school. Very long. Okay. I had this ceramics project that I've been working on for five weeks and I didn't get anything done and I had to stay after school for a very long time. It was just awful oh. and stressful. So today I yeah. woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch some TV in the morning. <laughs> nice. As like I a love reward. That. And yes, I Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you you totally deserve that. You absolutely deserve that. I think, you know, now as I kind of like ask my students about how school is and everything, I feel like school is a lot more stressful now um it seems like anyways um and so I love that I love just like hanging out watching some tv giving yourself that time to just like regroup and you know chill out and so you mentioned doing ceramics so you know obviously you're a writer you know you're clearly into um art what is this ceramics project that you were working on oh well I I took ceramics because I wanted an art class. I thought it would be interesting. And since I'm terrible at drawing and painting, I thought that I might try <laughs> ceramics. So cool. I'm, in, I'm in ceramics too. And the project was that we basically had to make a dinnerware set. So okay, throw like on a ceramic wheel, um, a mug, a plate, and a bowl and make it like unified in a design. Like it's a set and we had to like trim the foot ring and make sure it it's really hard to like yeah. throw a plate on a ceramics wheel like uh so that's how i got really far behind because i couldn't I figure imagine. that out yes i can imagine that sounds really cool though i i um I myself am not a great, uh, I'm not great at drawing either. So I feel like ceramics is something that I would actually personally be more drawn to, like more of a physical activity and like using your hands and stuff. But I know it's, I know it's definitely, it's very technical. So I, I applaud you for, for your efforts. I hope it gets done on time. So um, that's awesome. I love that you're kind of exploring different methods of, of creativity and different ways to express yourself. So that's amazing. So, Sarah, we got to talk about your book, which <laughs> is amazing. Congratulations for being a published author at such a young age. Um, the, the, the novel is called Stone Cold. Yep. And I wonder if you could share um, what inspired you to begin writing this book and how did you get it published at the age of 16, like, what was that process like? Okay, well, it was actually a little bit different than most people who get published because most of them are like, I sent out 30 query letters and one mm. person came back after six months and like that, that sort of stuff. It's like a lot of rejections and, and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, I got an opportunity to go into a writing program um, led by a New York Times bestselling author, and we had to write a book in six months, like learn how to write a book, like develop wow. that. And at 
oh my gosh we had to write a book in six it was really funny um yeah and at the end of that uh we were able to get the opportunity to pitch our books to um agents that that she knew and we had credibility because we went through the program but right oh my gosh it was um so so angie angie fenimore that's her name and and she was basically Mm -hmm. like okay so the program is gonna start in like two weeks so you need to come up with an idea for a novel now get those ideas right (laughs) and so uh i did thankfully i came up with the idea of um, a medieval kingdom, a society where everyone wears enchanted stones that take away emotion, but there are some people that the stones don't work on, and those people are hunted down and executed. And the main mm. character, well, of course, the main character is, you know, this perspective character. She has to be special, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And so she's one of those people that the stones don't work on, so she, and she's the princess. And so she has to, like, hide herself, make sure she doesn't mm. get discovered and and killed, basically and that's the plot of the story and it's also a romance because I love romance there's a love triangle mm. in it <laughs> and I love that so I wrote that and I had to like go to school and then do the program after school and meet with all these adults that were one or two decades older than me and I was like mm-hmm. a tiny little 15 year old first year mm-hmm. of high school I had braces it was bad mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just went through that program and I was able to pitch to a couple of agents and one of them said yes. And you know what? <laughs> I think I think he basically said yes because because um well not really, but he was certainly surprised that I was that I was 15. Like I it right. was over Zoom and so I, I sat down and he was like, You are way young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yes. this was after he had like read your idea already, or did he have any idea what like the novel was about no, yet? Just, just okay. You are really young looking. Yeah. And, so, and so I was I was able to read the pitch and cool. he was like, oh, um, I I like the concept for the book. I like your personality. Mm. And so if you were to send it in, I'd like to take a look at it and see how it is. And so I edited the book over the summer. Wow. And that was awful. It was 2020. Uh, and so, right. yeah, that summer was awful for everyone. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but I guess you had the time, like, I guess you had uh, yes, kind of yes. more time to be able to do that. Right. So almost like a like a silver lining was like, here's a little bit more time for you to be able to to edit it down. Yeah, but I, I did still watch a lot of TV. That's <laughs> like a lot. I added the book and it was awful because all these people were critiquing my writing and just, oh, mm. I ate a lot of popcorn. That was, uh, mm. but, but um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they really did help me. And then by December, I sent it in and the publisher was like, hey, I think you have something really cool here. And, mm-hmm. and let me send it to the higher ups and see if they like it. And uh, cool. then I got a call and they said, hey, we're going to give you a contract. This book is going to get published. And I was really excited. It's amazing. That's so, so exciting. And, you know, I think, yeah, like there's, there's, there's ups and downs to all of, all of those processes. Right. And I think you also had this, you know, like first year in high school is, is a really big deal too. So to be taking that huge step and then to also be working on this book and kind of, you know, stepping into this, this role of author and having to kind of figure that world out, um, that, that whole 
process of like getting published and having to pitch, like that's not what your typical 15, 16 year old is doing. And so why I think it's good that you still allowed yourself to like, you know, have your popcorn and watch your TV is like you 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 still need to allow yourself to to be a teenager. Right. And so I think that's really great that you were able to kind of um Give yourself that space too, as well through through that process. So, congratulations! I love the concept of of the book. Um, what what was sort of the idea behind these these stones and and. Uh, why why did you kind of decide that like these stones would take emotion away? Well, I really like dystopian books a lot. Mm. That's a whole lot of the things that I read. And I've always read dystopian books like uh, The Giver, Delirium, and like The Absence of Emotion and The Absence of Humanity. And mm. I thought that that was a really cool thing to explore. Uh and I write medieval kingdoms a lot. I love medieval kingdoms and magic and dragons and stuff. So I thought of, yes. of taking this very dystopian concept and then putting it in a medieval kingdom and seeing how that would work out. And it was cool. So cool. Plus, yeah, I really like I love jewels that. and necklaces and stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm the same too. Like I, I have my collection of, um, you know, my stones and like my crystals and stuff. So I, I really kind of connect to that idea of these these stones, like, you know, holding magic and, and, and holding power. So I think it's really interesting that you that you took that route. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool. And, you know, I think it's I think it's really such a huge accomplishment at such a young age. And um, I wonder, you know, through the ups and downs of sort of writing and, you know, um, maybe some of those obstacles that you shared about having to get published, were there moments where, you know, you either like hit a creative block or you got frustrated with the writing process or, you know, you ran into, you know, some of those obstacles when you had to start talking to, to publishers in any of those places that you found yourself um, coming up against some of those challenges, how were you able to continue to show yourself compassion through that process? Well, it was, oh my God, specifically the editing process. Mm. Um, like I, I was like, I, I've read this book 14 times. I can quote the prologue. I feel like I want to take the computer and hurl it out the window, just get <laughs> smashed all over the concrete. Right. Such in a satisfying way. Like, just, oh my gosh. Yes. The yes, noisy nature. Sure. <laughs> I really like smashing stuff. <laughs> um, hey, it's a good way to get emotion out. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, like during during the um, during the day that we had to pitch, uh, the leader of the program calls it the crucible, and it's called the crucible because uh, you know, like um, you heat the metal and then you scrape off the gunk. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like mm -hmm. the, those are weak will not be able to survive this mm -hmm, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and she actually said to us, okay, guys, it's fine if you, like, get really nervous and throw up. Some people have done that before. The bathrooms are right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Just so you know. <laughs> so that was, that was really stressful. But um, throughout the crucible, um, I was like, hey, 
you know, this is a really hard thing and a really stressful thing, especially for someone like me who is very anxious mm. all the time. But mm. you do really love writing a lot. Mm. And that is your dream. That is what you've wanted. And you would love this opportunity. So just keep going. And Amazing. that's what I thought about with uh, editing too. I, I just hated that. And I thought that my own book was awful, <laughs> but I was like, mm. Hey, you're people, people like this book and you like this book and you have an opportunity to get published. If you just hand it in, you may not get accepted, but at least you've completed the manuscript and that's cool. So I kept trying mm. to, I don't know, self-talk myself and convince myself mm -hmm. that, Hey, even though it's hard, this is what you want and you should keep doing it. Even if you, you feel like you won't be able to accomplish it. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, for me, what I hear in that is a lot of self-awareness. And again, you know, that's, it's not, it's not super common from what, from what I see anyways, especially with, with working with a lot of, um, a lot of young people, um, you know, it takes work. It takes practice to be self-aware. And especially like you said, for somebody that is quite an anxious person, you know, might be a little bit shy or, you know, wh whatever it might be, um, to be so self-aware, to be able to like ground yourself, give yourself that positive self-talk, I think is very admirable, definitely something to be acknowledged and applauded because, um, it's really hard, even as a grown adult, you know, it's really, really hard for me sometimes to even be able to give myself that, that positive self-talk and, um, especially as, as, as a creator, um, you know, when you're putting your work out there, I definitely know what that feeling is of not liking your work, you know, having those moments of self-doubt, thinking like, no one's going to read this. Nobody's going to want to see this. Like, who am I to be putting this out there? But it's like you said, if you didn't hand it in, if you didn't, you know, find that courage to just at least try, you wouldn't be here today. Right. So I definitely, you know, certainly applaud you for that. I think it's really great. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's so, it's so wonderful that you are so self-aware and I hope you continue on that, that path of exploration because then there's only, you know, more beautiful things to come and more, more things that you can put out into the world that you can, that you can share of yourself that, that we really need, you know? And so I think that's really, really wonderful. Thank you. I also wanted to ask you, you know, I'm sure that some of the characters like this, this book has uh, already so much, so much depth, even just in the, the like synopsis of it, like, you know, this idea of, of um, this dystopian world and emotions, you know, being kind of sucked out of, out of these people. Um, how is it that you kind of got these ideas and inspiration to create characters with with a lot of depth that you know your audiences are going to either be able to connect to or they might not like the characters um you know how how are you able to sort of create these emotionally depth uh characters oh uh, yeah i I got a few people who were uh, beta reading the book, like at, um, okay. giving me advice that were like, hey, um, a lot of these people don't feel emotions, which kind of detracts me from, from um, 
from getting invested in their stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it gets better later in the book, but I just want you to keep that in mind. Uh, Right. And so I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of cheated a little bit, just a little bit because, um, because it's not like um, in, in the society um, there is, a gemstone for each emotion and they only have to wear a certain mm. amount of gemstones and there's a limited supply of them so it's not like every single person in in the entire kingdom has every single one of their emotions right negated at all times mm-hmm. uh and so the the main character well she she always feels but she has to pretend not to so i i really like that i wanted to make a main character that has like a dangerous secret and if it's exposed mm-hmm. to kill kind of thing so there's always this sense of tension and mm-hmm. um she has a servant named akila and she only wears sapphires which take away sadness and so okay. uh akila is just happy all the time just all the time there's nothing at the other end of the spectrum it's just sickly sweet and and Mm. positive and siona hates that and so Mm -hmm. and so it's it's more like um trying to see why these people are taking away those emotions and what they're suffering and what they're feeling and how the emotions that are being taken away affect their personality and their perspective on life basically and Mm -hmm. there are some people from the other kingdom that come in there there's another kingdom and they're at war with that kingdom and they don't wear the stones and so they have to um and so there's emotion in there, but also mm-hmm. they're royals. And so their job is to kind of like maintain a uh, composure mm. and always be very, what's it called? I don't know, stoic, uh, just, just mm-hmm. always remain calm and proper. And right. so even though nobody's um, not feeling all the time, uh, there's, there's still a lot of um interesting character tidbits with like oh how is this person feeling this way and and being affected that way so that's that's how I wrote it yeah cool and I think you know what comes up for me there is like this this idea of um allowing yourself to feel right I think it's it's certainly something that I explore a lot with my guests on this podcast and something that um, I talk a lot about in like the content that I put out when I'm teaching yoga classes is like allowing yourself to feel all of the feelings all of the emotions you know if you wake up one day and you're just like really you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad and you don't even necessarily know why, just allow for that, right? Because we are such complex creatures as human beings and we we should all be, you know, walking around carrying all the the, the whole set of gemstones because we we have we have so many we have so many emotions, we have so many feelings. And I feel like sometimes, you know, people get in this idea of, no, I shouldn't be feeling like that. No, I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be feeling sorry for myself or I shouldn't be feeling this or that or one way or the other, depending on what role you have, you know, speaking of like the Royals, it's like, you know, they're, they're probably not allowed to show as a much, as much emotion or they're supposed to be setting a certain type of example. Right. But I think as complex creatures, we should be able to feel exactly what it is that we're feeling. You know, if there's one day where you just are waking up and you're feeling tired and you need to spend the day on the couch watching TV, like allowing yourself to do that 
without feeling guilty for it. Right. And so I think it's really I think it's really important. I think it's such a wonderful theme to be exploring. Um, yeah. So that's that's really cool. I'm like so interested in reading this book, actually. I think that I would really dive into it. It sounds like something I could get really into. So I will have to check it out and I'll make sure I share uh, your website. I'll put it into the show notes. I'll put uh, where where people can find the book because um, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are certainly interested in, in either reading it themselves or maybe sharing it with some of their their kids. Speaking of that, actually, I was wondering if you have any sort of words of wisdom or um, inspirational tips or tricks for any sort of young person out there. And I guess really anyone out there. It doesn't have to be a young person. Um, you know, what what would you say to someone who is aspiring to be a writer or has kind of always just wanted to share their ideas or share, you know, what's in their head, what would you say to them if, um, you know, you were, you were kind of giving them a pep talk into taking the next step forward with it? Okay, let's see. I think, I think the number one problem for authors is just to finish something. You need to mm. you need to finish something. If you actually complete a manuscript, you are better than ninety percent of of mm. everyone who writes out out there. And sometimes it's really hard to to actually finish something because sometimes there are scenes that you just don't want to write or you don't feel mm. inspired anymore. So a trick that I had is <laughs> this is why I watched so much TV over the summer. Because yeah. I thought I thought to myself, hey, if you edit three chapters you get to watch three episodes like nice. the chapter that you watch you get to watch another episode of this tv show or or something mm -hmm. and so uh, a great way is to just reward yourself like hey if you if you finish one chapter then you get to go out to your favorite restaurant or, or check out a right. book you like and just 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 reward yourself with something that you know you'd enjoy and i love that a really good benefit for you and uh, another piece of advice is just when when you really don't feel like you want to write, just try to remember why you love it so much. Um, mm. Like sometimes when you just don't want to write, when you when you feel um, really anxious starting the beginning or something, I uh, sometimes I just step back and feel like, hey, I love these characters. I love this world. This is a story that I want to tell. And shouldn't that be enough reason to keep on writing? Like mm. if you if you really love these characters and you want to tell their story. And so like if, if you're writing, sometimes you just need to uh, step back a little bit and examine why you're doing it in the first place. And if you want to keep that passion going and if it mm -hmm. really matters that, and if it really matters that much to you. So that's Absolutely. that's my advice. That's wonderful advice and, and, and so wise too. You know, I think it, it all comes right back down to your why. Like, why, why am I doing this? Because I love it. Because I love these characters. Because I want to share my voice and I want to share this story. And I really, really love that. Again, it comes down to 
you being really self-aware. Um, I think it's it's really great that you kind of came up with a little system, a little reward system for yourself. I think that's awesome. Um, that's so wonderful. Such such wise words from such a young person. I love it. I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, Sarah, I have really, really enjoyed talking to you and I'm feeling very, very inspired by you actually. And um, I wondered if I could ask you one more kind of bigger question and then maybe if you'd like to play a lightning round with me. Okay. Okay. So finally for you, Sarah, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? Um, I think it means... Let's see. I think it means trying to treat yourself. Um, well, there are two meanings to it, I think. Um, I think it means trying to treat yourself and trying to be kind to yourself when when you're writing or drawing. And um, uh, like you don't want to suffer from burnout. You want to you want to uh, work on your project, but you want to keep going and um, like not 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 overwork yourself and, and be mm. kind to yourself. But another um, Thing that I just thought of now, uh, being a um, compassionate um, creator, is is just to put emotion in your work. Try to express mm. a story or a message, and try to give to people. Um, if you're if you're creating artwork in the first place, you uh, it's it's because you want to share a certain perspective or story or message, and so uh, that's that's how you get stuff out there. And you know the reason why I wrote my story is because I I want people to read my book and take the lessons from that and just be able to enjoy themselves and and that's what it is right if you want to get if you want to get your um, ideas out in the world you just um, give to people and hopefully it affects them wow that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that all right lightning round with sarah here <laughs> we go sarah your favorite method of self-care <laughs> I I just eat sugar, popcorn, soda. <laughs> I I have a sugar. Love that. It's bad. <laughs> love that. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> I love that. Um, what's the first thing you do to reconnect to yourself? Um, I try to go into a very quiet place and just sort of breathe and maybe think about uh, the stories and characters that I like and mm. just kind of um, feel the story that I'm trying to tell and get into this perspective of the characters and uh, just see if anything comes to me, if, if there are words. Nice. Nice. To show compassion means to? Uh, it means to lift others up and have empathy and sympathy for another person um just just show everyone love and try to treat them kindly hmm, beautiful i feel most creative when i uh when i just finished watching a tv show that i really like mm. with characters and tropes and that i really like and i'm thinking hey I want to steal some stuff from that and put it into my own book. Right. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Got to get that inspiration from somewhere, right? And there's some very, very wonderful, like, dystopian shows out there right now, especially. So 
That's cool. What are you watching currently? Like, what's what's the main show you're watching right now? Uh, this is not part of Lightning Round. I'm just super curious. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> I just finished watching Arcane, if you know that. It, oh, cool. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's kind of like a dystopian society. And Cool. Uh, I, I really like it. Okay, cool. Good to know. And finally, in our Lightning Round, Sarah, authenticity is? Um, being true to yourself. In, in mm. stories that you were to write, um, being authentic is just um, getting out your feelings and um, showing the world what you really think and don't try to like um, tone it down for people or cut out stuff that people won't like. Just be honest and true and don't be afraid of telling the stories you want to tell. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Sarah. I have been um, so, so pleasantly surprised by this, this chat, actually, because I honestly, like, didn't really know what to expect. We, we had a quick chat before we, we booked this interview, and um, I, I feel so inspired by you. I'm uh, so in awe of you, and I just want to commend you and applaud you and congratulate you again on... Um, being such a cool teenager. This was such a wonderful chat. I really, really appreciate you being here with me today. Thank you. I liked it too. And there you have it, my interview with Sarah. I want to thank her again for being such an amazing guest. I was so inspired by this young creator, and I have such high hopes for our future generations. So thanks again to Sarah for being my guest. And thank you again to you, my lovely listener, for being here, for supporting, and for tuning in, listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if there is a young creator in your life that you think could benefit from listening, please feel free to share. And I will be back again next week with another guest for you. So until then, stay well and take care. Bye.